0: parenthood is a time of so much change for you and your baby a little reliable information can go a long way towards making this new life a good life i'm jessica rolf and this is my new life a love every podcast a few parenting regrets from 2020, you are not alone. But does that guilt serve to make you a better parent? My guest on the podcast today would say no. Dr. Leisha Ellis-Cox is a psychiatrist and mother to three children. She's also the author of Ditch the Mommy Guilt, a blueprint for the modern mommy. Hello, Dr. Leisha. Hello. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. I'm so looking forward to this conversation with you. Thank you so much, Jessica. I'm honored to be
1: here. So what does mommy guilt look like for you? Uh, Dreaded mommy guilt, right? Um, It is that nagging sense of inadequacy and constant fear of failing as a parent. And for me, I think it happens irrespective of our kids' ages. So when they're little, when they're school age, when they're big teenagers, and even when they're grownups. I think we can still struggle with mommy guilt as parents.
0: I will say that I think there's also daddy guilt. My husband feels it. So it's it's kind of this kind of more global parenting guilt too. One of the things that I wanted to get to that you get into in your book is the why. And according to a 2000 study conducted by the Pew Research Center, you quote in your book that 70% of American men and women believe it is more difficult to be a mother now than compared to 20 or 30 years ago. And over half of women think that today's mothers perform worse as parents. So what does this say about how we're judging each other and that relationship to the judgment and the parenting guilt?
1: Yeah, I think it is really, really saddening, honestly, that we do a bang-up job of shaming parents. And the fact of the matter is, moms are working outside of the home more than ever before. So we are having to juggle as parents a lot more responsibilities. But it doesn't seem to be that um, the lay public or even ourselves are willing to look at that consideration and give us a little grace. And so it, it adds to that societal pressure of we've got to do it right and do it right all the time. And it's it's not sustainable. What is the cost of striving for perfection in parenthood? So let me just go ahead and say, if you didn't know, there are no perfect parents and there are no perfect kids. And I like to say I should know, right? Because I'm the expert and I should be as close to perfection as there is. But you know what? I don't even reach it either. <laughs> um, and so. The price of perfectionism means stress, overwhelm, exhaustion, unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves as parents, as mom and dads to to do it all, and fearing that if we don't, that we've somehow messed up our kids, uh, permanently even messed up our kids, and it leads to unfair expectations that we place on our children. And I know for me, recovering from mommy guilt and and parenting guilt, but early on, especially with my first baby, um, who's now 13, I really had a lot of trouble. Um, One thing was just around breastfeeding because I had a really, really tough time. And all I remember being taught in medical school and then um, just what your pediatrician says is breast is best. So I was doing my best, but it was exhausting and I was stressed out about it. And I felt horrible that I couldn't get it together. And I had to supplement the formula when the reality is the best baby is a happy fed baby, irrespective of where their nutritional source is coming from. But it took me a while to get there. Um, And then I had another episode when my first was um, in preschool and they had Mother's Day tea. And I had a full clinic schedule that day, that afternoon. And so they don't always give enough notice um, sometimes for working parents to rearrange schedules. And so when I got the um, information about it, I was like, well, it's going to be a lot more difficult for me to rearrange my afternoon schedule. So I'm going to skip this one. (sighs) Yeah. So mom fail. When I went to pick her up, she had tears in her eyes. And she said, mommy, where were you? And I was devastated and heartbroken. Like, how did I miss that? How did I How did I not think that that wouldn't be important to her? Because the other mommies were there for Mother's Day tea, but her mommy wasn't. And it was devastating for me.
0: Oh my gosh. I've actually been in that exact same situation. And so I'm so glad you shared that. It's just so hard to get it all right. And so 2020 has just, you know, has been this particularly challenging year for parents and stress feeds this negative self-talk. So how can we counteract that negative voice in our heads?
1: Yeah, we have tens and thousands of thoughts that flood our mind every day. And if you are not careful and cognizant of what's happening in your brain, oftentimes we are actually telling ourselves really, really, Horrible things like, you know, if you're working from home or attempting to work from home and you have kids at home, um, then you may feel like you are being a complete and utter failure. And so the messaging that you're repeatedly telling yourself is, I'm messing up, my kids aren't learning, they're not thriving, what have I done, you know, and so you, you just become what you think. So you continue to feed yourself that negativity. And then the output is... Actions that reflect the negative thinking that you have. So I really think one of the first things that we have to remember is, I'm just going to say it plainly, acknowledge the suck, right? 2020 has been hard. Parenting is hard by itself, but 2020 has added another layer for so many of us, and especially for parents because of all of the things that we're having to juggle in in this season. Um, We are trying to make sure that our children are growing healthy emotionally. We are trying to keep them from getting sick. We are trying to make sure that they are getting adequate rest and keeping routines that um, really help them to thrive and adapt despite challenges. And we're having to check our own stuff, our own mental health and our own well-being to make sure that we don't spill over our negative you know, emotional uh, baggage onto our children. So it's a lot. So we can say, you know what? It's tough. But then I say, acknowledge the suck, but don't get stuck. So we have the capacity to interrupt all of that. And again, the first thing is to take notice. Gosh, I'm really having a lot of negative thoughts here. You know, you, you pay attention to how your body is feeling. You might not initially notice the thought, but you might all of a sudden feel really just overwhelmed or you feel defeated. And so it would be, this is how my body is feeling. What thought just preceded the shift in my uh, physical um, feeling? What happened? What did I just think? And so then you have the opportunity to go and intentionally reflect on the thoughts that preceded the physical sensation and then interrupt it because feelings our feelings, and they're your feelings, but they're not always factual. Your feelings will trip you up and mess things up for you.
0: You also talk about another helpful concept is growth mindset. And you talk about it in your book. So what does this mean? And how does this relate to ditching the mommy guilt?
1: So Dr. Carol Estweck is a psychologist at Stanford, and she came up with this amazing concept of mindset. And it's used a lot in education, but it's really spilling over into many other aspects in parenting. I think it's another great one. But mindset is really kind of the approach, the perspective that you take, particularly when life brings you challenges. And so there's a fixed and a growth mindset. And a fixed mindset is really, you know, intelligence is fixed. Either you have talent or you don't. Um, That when people give you feedback and it sounds uh, critical, then it just means that you are being personally attacked um, and, and that obstacles and challenges mean that you are incapable. So when you take on parenting challenges from the perspective of a fixed mindset, you know, then it's just this is how my kid is or this is just how I handle challenges and that's it. I, I don't know how to figure it out, it is what it is, and you move on and it creates stress. But if you use a growth mindset, it's really this idea that we can cultivate and grow and learn and the focus is on mastery. Um, criticism is seen as something that can be used to um, try a different approach and make things better and obstacles and challenges also reflect opportunities to learn and grow. So you have a toddler that is completely upset through a tantrum in the grocery store. And instead of you deciding, you know what? It's terrible twos, you know, and just like this sucks. And you just check out emotionally. You see that as "This this is how my toddler is learning to regulate emotions. And they're not there yet because they're two or three years old. And so this is developmentally appropriate. It does not say something about my, parenting ability or my value or the value of my child. And so you can approach it differently and you will use uh, resources like your incredible podcast or books to help you learn how to approach challenges in a healthy way.
0: In fact, in my house, we talk about this concept of do-overs. So my child will do something that will be so frustrating and walk in the room and maybe say something rude to their sibling or do something that's frustrating. And I'll just say, let's do a do-over. It's been one of the best tools that we have. But it's also this kind of do-over concept is um, kind of an interesting one. And how do you help your clients start each day with this clean slate or think about do-overs?
1: Yeah, I love I love that um, the term do over that you use in our house. We just say, you know what? Let's just take a time out. Like we're going to take a break and we'll start afresh. We won't hold on to what happened just a few moments ago. And I think the same is can be said for the morning. Every day is a new day. You cannot change anything that happened yesterday, five minutes ago. It's not in our capacity to do that. So why waste time and energy on what already happened when you had the opportunity, the wonderful, amazing opportunity to start afresh today.
0: It's just great fresh perspective for the new year. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is just choosing to focus more on the joys of parenting and these kind of little moments and less on these challenges of parenting. And you talk about this in your book. Can you elaborate a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think we just really need to be intentional about the thoughts that we have and what we choose to focus on. Because again, I say this all the time, parenting is hard. My usual statement is um, staying married and raising my children will be two of the hardest things that I'll ever do and arguably two of the most important things um, that I will do in my life. And certainly there are some times when it gets really tough with our, with our babies, um, thinking back to newborn days, I, I don't actually miss not getting any sleep chronically. Um, that was a pretty tough time, but oh my goodness, like to think of that beautiful coup that I would hear, um, emanating from their sweet mouths and kissing, kissing soft cheeks and watching them grow and develop and and learn and, and their personalities, like they're so Many wonderful, wonderful things that we get to be a part of and experience with our babies. We get to create magic for them and see it through their eyes, which is just such an incredible, delightful experience. And so that's what I like to focus on, most importantly, because there's so much good, much more so than the bad, the negative, the challenges
0: Yeah, my husband and I have been talking about that a lot recently. Just like, let's just enjoy them. You know, we're always kind of striving to implement the latest positive discipline technique or apply something, but it's just kissing that sweet cheek. It just brought me back. Thank you for
1: that. You know what? We're all going to make mistakes and we're going to be okay when we make those mistakes. And our children get to see that and they learn and grow and continue to evolve into healthy human beings despite all the mistakes that we often make along this parenting journey.
0: It has been wonderful speaking with you, Dr. Leisha. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. January is a great time for self-reflection. Let's review a couple of Dr. Leisha's takeaways. Takeaway number one, growth mindset is the idea that we can cultivate, grow and learn from difficult situations rather than just checking out the focus is on mastery failure gives us an opportunity to reevaluate and make it better takeaway number 2 every parenting fail comes with the opportunity for a do over you can't change what is behind you so why waste time rehashing it own your mistakes your children will benefit from seeing you acknowledge those mistakes you can find more about growth mindset and the importance of failure on the love every blog at loveevery.com You've been listening to My New Life. If you think this episode might be helpful to a fellow parent, please share. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's show, head over to loveevery.com. That's L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com. I'm Jessica Rolfe. Thanks for listening.